Hi, we're back at the American Film Market here on Voice America Live Events Channel. And we're joined now by Paul Bales. Uh, Paul is the partner and CEO of the Asylum, and, and this is a, this is a company now. It's not the Asylum. <laughs> so uh, I, I was going to say, can yeah, we just ask him? Because yeah. we were asking, how did you come up with your name? <laughs> uh, we thought it sounded cool. Plus, we're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to say a couple of very notable projects uh, that you probably all know about. You've all heard of Sharknado, and uh, uh, Paul uh, does a number of things besides that. So that's what one of the things we're going to we're going to cover today. So I just wanted to bring that up so people go, oh, yeah, wow, okay. It's the only thing people know us for. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure there'll be, there'll be more. But you do a lot of sci-fi TV movies and things of that nature. So what are some of the um, things that you've got currently uh, in development? Well, uh, the world will be very disappointed to learn that uh, Sharknado 5 starts uh, production in just about <laughs> a month. Uh, so you're not, uh, you're not finished with us yet, America. Uh, the world, even. Um, so that's, uh, that's one of the biggest ones that we're working on. And we also um, are in the third season of our very first television series, also on the Sci-Fi Channel. It's called Z Nation. Uh, it's, um, it's The Walking Dead without all the boring parts. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to be an exciting show, then. It is. Yeah. Wow. So in, in terms of um, uh, you're based in Burbank. Uh, so that's right in, in where a lot of media is here in, in town. So we've had people come everywhere from uh, London to uh, gotten in the Far East, uh, everywhere today. So you have um, you, you're, a lot of the films that you create are, are so varied and so diverse. You've got a whole, a whole library. And this is one of the really interesting things about your company is that you have, you have a lot of films on the shelf that you've, that you've created. Talk about... The shelf life of movies and why that's so important. They're like wine. Uh, they improve with age, uh, which is actually not true. They don't at all. Um, we, uh, we have made uh, over 200 uh, films. Uh, we make uh, about 24 films a year. And um, part of the reason is because new releases are really what drive this business. Right. Um, it's nice to have the library of films because they do continue to generate income forever, but that becomes smaller and smaller as each year progresses. And so we are always uh, chasing after the next uh, thing and try to do something new every, every, uh, every year. I was going to say, what do you look for? Um, well, <laughs> um, as I have said before, I, I, the best movie for me is a movie that you know exactly what it is just by hearing the title. Uh, Sharknado is a great example of that. You don't need to know anything else uh, because with a small company like ours, with um, smaller productions and with cast who you may or may not have heard of, um, and without an advertising budget, it's really important that we catch the audience and uh, you know the public with nothing other than the title. You yes. say, I hear Sharknado, I've got to find out what that's about. They discover and find out that they make excellent drinking games. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of sci-fi, that's been uh, a very 
lucrative genre for a lot of production companies, but there are really, it's not a formulaic kind of genre, it's, it's, it's constantly reinventing itself. It, so, would you agree with that? I absolutely would agree with that. In fact, um, uh, when we first started working with sci-fi many years ago, uh, they told us very specifically, um, zombies just don't work on the sci-fi channel. And we made a zombie film, and it was one of their top-rated uh, films. <laughs> uh, and now we're making Z Nation, which is a zombie television series. So, it changes, audiences change, uh, and, uh, and we always have to move along with that. What's that indefinable quality that you look for in a, in a project? Crap. Uh, can, <laughs> I'm, crazy, can I say that? Crazy, can I say that? No, crazy. Is yeah. the FCC yeah, cool with that? Yeah, All right, we're, that's we're good. good. We're on the internet. It doesn't um, matter. <laughs> you know, from our point of view and our company, you know, obviously we make very specific uh, types of movies, although we make all kinds of movies. Um, for us, more than anything else, it's about fun. Uh, and, um, and, and you don't have to think too hard uh, about our movies. And that's actually one of the things that I like best about them. Um, because they're the types of movies that I like to watch, too. You know, after a long day at the office, uh, you come home and you may or may not have an adult beverage. Uh, for me, it's you may. Um, and, you know, you don't always want to watch something that's heavy and that you really have to think about it. And, and our movies are like... Shaken or stirred. That's <laughs> yes. I got a question for you. Yeah, yeah you, you want to have a fun, entertaining evening. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. that's what people want. Absolutely. Yeah, and I really think they do. Sometimes you want a drama. Yeah, though. absolutely. Yeah. And, I, and I think there's nothing wrong with that, but most of the time you just like to be able to enjoy yourself. I had a great time. I don't have to think about that anymore. And uh, that's worked yeah. very well for yeah, us. Yeah, escape. So, uh, be, before you... Uh, well, maybe before, during, and after, you started doing this, but you were the national director of SAG Indie, the Screen Actors Guild Outreach Program for Independent Producers, a really amazing and unique organization. Talk a little bit about what SAG Indie does. Well, SAG Indie, uh, which a lot of people don't understand, is actually funded by both um, the union, the actors' union, and also by the um, the film industry, the motion picture industry. And its purpose is to try to um, help filmmakers and actors work together and get their projects done. And so, um, I I'm very proud of the work that I did there. I was there for um, almost 10 years. And um, I, I have to say, to a certain extent, I came by some of my cynicism about uh, the movie industry uh, from coming to that job and coming uh, to this one, is that there are so many quality films that get made every year and so many that never see the light of day. Uh, and um, that's why at the asylum, quality is job three. Um, we, uh, you know, we've, everyone says that they want important films, that they want to be treated like adults, but at the end of the day, that's really not what people end up buying or renting or watching on the VOD. Most of the time, it, it tends to be popcorn movies. Yeah. And uh, so it's, 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 good for us, but it's also a little it's a little sad. I, I, I wish people, you know, I certainly would like to see uh, more better films, but uh, you know, I also like the popcorn movies. Now, I got a question for you in regards to the, you know, the genre of what you look for, but what are the budget range that you, that you look for as sure. well? Well, we um, the Asylum is a little unique in that we uh, sort of operate like a mini studio. We do all of our development uh, in-house. We produce the films in-house. We sell them, distribute them through our own labels. So we're a little unique for many of the companies here. So we don't really look for anything. Uh, you know, <laughs> 
know, we, we, we talk to our, our buyers, whether they're the network or, uh, you know, our international buyers, and say, what is it that you need? And that's the movie that we're going to make. Um, our budgets uh, run the gamut. Uh, our lowest budget films are about 150000 for the film, and the highest ones wow, at low. three to $4 million. And, of course, the series is significantly more than that uh, since there are so many of them. But, uh, yeah, we, we, we do a little bit at every budget level. And are you in the documentary genre as well? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I was, about to, I, was about, I was about to answer no, but we actually made our first documentary uh, last year about the Sharknado phenomenon. Wow. Uh, and no one saw it. Oh, so that might be the, uh, the first and the last. The next, I think that's the, the last one. one. They're waiting for the next there you one. Go. <laughs> Yeah. So um, what what do you see happening in the industry right now as far as because of, you know, the digital world has changed so many things about uh, we, and we've heard today about the problems it's caused, the opportunities it's created. Uh, what are some of the things that you're looking for as the movie business goes forward that you that you that you would like to see happen in the industry that that would help you in terms of what you do? I would like all of the millennials to put their phones down. <laughs> um, you know, not. it's yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, it is a very challenging uh, time right now because there are so many opportunities that people have to get their entertainment, and it's not necessarily the entertainment that we make and that appears on television or for some of our colleagues uh, are in theaters. And that's the challenge that we all face: is how do we reach? Uh, these audiences who um, it's a normal situation for them to watch a movie on a you know, six-inch screen. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, there are great opportunities because it's, off, it's opening up a lot of uh, opportunity uh, for content. Uh, there always needs to be content. But the challenge is uh, competing against content that is... Um, not narrative um, you know I, the thing I compare I have very young daughters and, and my uh, three and five year old love to watch YouTube videos of people opening chocolate eggs with toys inside them <laughs> and they'll spend hours doing this and I noticed that on the YouTube they've got millions and millions of viewers doing this and how can we compete against chocolate eggs <laughs> Be, being the father of a phenomenon, the Sharknado phenomenon, what would you, what would uh, advice or guidance or whatever, would you give to other filmmakers who are looking for it to to recreate, you know, the formula that you did? It could never happen. <laughs> um, we are geniuses. Uh, you know, um, I'm reminded of uh, a meme that was sent around a, a few weeks ago, uh, and and retweeted to me about a thousand times on that day. It was a, a bulletin board that said something to the effect of whenever you uh, question you know, your ideas and your visions, remember that at some point, somewhere, someone suggested, let's make a movie about sharks in a tornado. And, <laughs> I, you know, it, it really is true. I, I, you know, the most important thing for any artist, because uh, I don't consider myself one, but anything that, for anyone that's artist and, and that wants to tell stories is to be true to your vision and do, you know, do what you need to do. 
So I've got a, here's my question to you, because uh, I think this is really interesting, because, you know, Sharknado, you didn't know how successful it was going to be, right? Right, had no idea. So, so walking in and trying to pitch something like that must have been really, really challenging. Oh, I'm going to be, you know, we're going to do a, sh- a film about this. How, what's the backstory behind it? Well, um, the backstory, and we'll give full credit, um, we at the asylum had been developing a movie that we were calling Shark Storm, which was sharks in a storm. And we presented it to Sci-Fi, and they said, you know, that's a great idea for a movie, but we have the title for you. Uh, it's Sharknado, which had been used in a sci-fi movie years and years ago as just a joke title of a movie that didn't exist. And we said, yes, that's that's, <laughs> that's the, the title, title that we're going to use. Of course. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's funny because at the time, we really had a lot of trouble casting the film because it was called Sharknado. And in fact, some of the actors who will go unnamed said, it's not really going to be called this. I'm not going to do a movie that is called Sharknado. Uh, and, uh, I, you know, the one happy memory I have of that is just the, the feeling when it hit of all the people who'd turned us down. <laughs> I love I'm it. Sure Sweet vindication. <laughs> yes. yes, yes. So that's great. That's a great, that's a good story. That's a good backstory. So what's the, what's the future for the asylum? What are what are some of the things that you're looking to do in the future, or p- projects or properties? And Well, as I said at a panel this morning, um, after... Um, the election tomorrow, we're planning on uh, moving into a selling pot. Um, <laughs> we we're moving out of the country. No, <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a conversation for, for this broadcast. But pot is okay. We're going to Colorado. You can no watch kidding. Sharknado 5 smoking pot. Our there movies are improved by substances. <laughs> uh, well, right. well, on that note, Paul, thanks very much for stopping by. This has been a lot of fun meeting you Thank and talking you. with you about oh my gosh, uh, everything so that fun. you're doing. Appreciate, appreciate it very much. We'll be right back in just a minute with our next guest right here on Voice America Live events channel. 